0: Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Shawn Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. On Tuesday, I had uh, Charlie Jewett all the way from Japan uh, as my guest, and we talked last Sunday's Deep Jewel Show. Okay, so uh, don't forget to check that out. Okay. <coughs> Now, before we get going here, I just want to announce that I got my second shot of the COVID-19 vaccine this afternoon, so I'm very happy about that. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that I posted a video on my blog yesterday from uh, this Tuesday's NXT, the return of Io Shirai, teaming with Zoe Stark uh, against uh, the Robert Stone brand, which you know, they jobbed out. And so what they're going to be doing is a three-way number one contenders tag team match. And the winner gets a shot at the titles. Okay. All right. Are you ready to go on to uh, last Saturday's UFC show? Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, uh, Verna Jandaroba beat Kaneko Murata. Uh, they stopped the fight after the second round. Okay. Verna is from, uh, Bahia, Bahia, Brazil, trains at Academia Fight House, um, she, was, she hasn't looked that good in the UFC, and she was very upset because of her last loss to Mackenzie Dern, so she said she was going to be more aggressive in this fight. Uh, Kaneko is a, a great wrestler from Japan. When she's in the U.S., she trains with um, Kieran Fitzgibbon at uh, CSA in Dublin, California. And uh, basically what happened is that uh, Verna was simply more aggressive in her striking them, what we've seen in the past. And then I thought she she did something very odd where she pulled a guard on Kaneko. It would seem to me that that would be the last thing you'd want to do with somebody with Kaneko's skills. But she was able to hook an arm bar from the bottom, and though Kaneko was able to escape, it clearly uh, damaged her arm. And at the end of the second round... The doctor stopped the fight, and she sent her an X-ray a couple of days ago. And Conoco has a dislocated elbow, so I, Shwan, I think she could have won that fight if she hadn't got hurt.
1: Uh, I would agree. She, I mean, she's still the better at in the better competition. And to be honest, while John Jaroba, she took a chance. She came out guns blazing, forcing a pace, dragging Conoco into a firefight. I don't necessarily know that John Jaroba could have kept that up for three solid rounds. I, I feel like she went into an all or nothing type attack. And I think if you, if, if Conoco doesn't get hurt in that second round, you would start seeing her take over because you saw her getting the timing. You saw her being, being more aggressive and started to push back on John Jaroba, but she only had one arm. So she couldn't defend herself. She couldn't throw correct combinations. She couldn't use her, her wrestling to kind of get her hands on John but it was taking place at. Um, but John Jaroba came out and probably caught Conoco completely unaware. She had never really fought with that kind of aggression. And, um, she showed flashes of it against Dern, but she had never come out like that. And so it caught Conoco off guard. It forced her on her back foot and she was just in, in wild exchanges that she didn't have the skills or the experience to navigate and and essentially what cost her to fight.
0: Yeah, well, the what it was is that the loss to Mackenzie McKenzie Dern is a big deal down in Brazil, and so that motivated her. I mean,
1: but she should be motivated
0: anyway, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're a professional fighter. You it shouldn't take a loss, especially just that kind of loss, to get you to do the things you need to do to, to put. That's That's what it's going to take. Then after a couple wins, she's just going to fall back off anyway.
0: Okay, so uh, let's go on to the second fight, which was at Flyweight. Casey O'Neill beat Lara Procopio by a second round rear naked choke. Casey is originally from Scotland. She lives in Gold Coast, Australia. And I just want to clarify something about her training. Her father trains her, okay, for her first UFC fight. Her father was not there because of COVID-19. And so uh, filling in was um, Eric Nixick of Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. Then she trains there when she's in the U.S. Her father was back for this fight. Uh, Lara is a Nova Unia fighter, okay? So we know what to expect from them. Uh, Casey said she wanted to um, uh, uh, showcase her striking. She said that in the fighter meetings. But uh, she just didn't look that good in the first round. Lara did a lot better, but uh, she decided to... Casey changed her strategy in round two. I thought she was a lot better in the second round, and uh, she was more aggressive and she took her down and she ended up choking her out.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly think that she didn't expect um, Laura to come out as aggressively. As she did. I think she felt like Laura should know that she's the better she's the better athlete and maybe the more physical fighter, and she expected her to respect that. And when she didn't, it just caught her off guard. It just got her on her heels because Procopio came right out and just was firing shots and gunning on her. And I, don't, I just don't think she was really prepared. Um, to be honest, I, I don't like the fact when fighters say I'm going to really showcase my striking or something like that or my grappling or whatever. I think you should be trying to show improvement and growth in your overall game. Whether you're just saying that, I, I, I tend to find fighters follow that trend and end up getting themselves in trouble. And to be also, quite honest... So,
0: also, also, also fighters lie about stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, it's true. But to be honest, if, if she comes out there and just gives a reactive takedown on Laura and just physically grinds her against the cage or takes her down, she could have really just imposed her will physically, grind her out and worn her down. And then in the second round, just finish her off. There was no need for her to get into that striking shame for the way she did or as long as she did. And that's essentially what made the fight much more def- difficult than it had to be. If she just did what she did in the later rounds, the fights never really in question because Laura's not a finishing type fighter as far as her punching power or her ability to snag submissions. Not against really good fighters, most Nova Unya fighters, she's not in tremendous condition. So knowing those two th- those two things historically, why would you make the fight more difficult by by engaging in a firefight?
0: Yeah, well, the good news is she was smart enough to switch over to what she should
1: have done in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, first she's smart enough, but secondly, it's part. It, it was be, it was the benefit of fighting Laura, who's not a dynamic striker, not a dynamic wrestler, and has suspect cardio. So you know, eventually, she do is hang on long enough before until she does, and she's not a dynamic enough striker to really make you pay a price for it if you take a few shots from her. So I mean. It, it was it was a calculated risk by Laura to win the fight, but there was no way she's going to be able to maintain that pace and that sort of physicality.
0: Okay, Casey suffered a broken hand in this fight, so we're we'll, uh, not going to see her for a while, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, they'll probably be good. I mean, I know injuries are never good, but just her having some time to really take some time off. She plays it right. She can watch film. She can talk to her coaches, and she can come back a little bit better than she was this time because with two finishes in a row and. Fairly exciting fight. You know how the UFC machine is. They're just going to throw her into the on the assembly line and start pushing her. So she need, needs to make some big steps between now and her next announced fight. Throwing her to the wolves. Okay, so let's go on to this coming weekend.
0: And we have two shows on Friday night. We have uh, Bellator and we have PFL. So the way you watch these is if you if with Bellator, if you're in the U.S., you watch it on Showtime. That's the main card we're talking about. And uh, in the rest of the world, you watch it on YouTube. For PFL, you watch it on uh, ESPN Plus in the U.S., TSN in Canada, and in the rest of the world on YouTube. So on PFL, in the main event, you've got Kayla Harrison versus Cindy Danois. And I don't see any way that Cindy Danwa can possibly win this fight.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say either. Her thing is grappling. I don't know how she would get it to the ground. Her striking is kind of clunky and uncoordinated, and she's not really any, any sort of power striker at all. I respect her. She's a fighter. She's paid a price. She's competed. So m- make no mistake, I do respect her as a fighter. It just seems like a showcase fight for Kayla against a worse athlete, worse grappler, and worse striker. And uh, if, she, if Kayla somehow lost this fight, I'd have to throw out every other accomplishment. It'd mean nothing to me if she wow. lost to me, there's no way she's losing
0: she's
1: winning that fight
0: now, now I keep hearing that Cindy's going to ret- retire after this fight
1: um I don't know why she wouldn't she I can guarantee I can almost guarantee she's not making big money so I don't know what the with the what it's worth for her to keep running herself out like that to make what a couple thousand every single fight 10 15 20,000 it's not worth it it's not doing anything for her career outside of the mixed martial arts it's not doing anything for her career in mixed martial arts unless she just wants to not train and get some easy paydays just to get beat up What's the purpose. I, like I said, once again, she's accomplished some good things in her career, but I don't think she gets paid enough for her to expose herself to the potential punishment and or whatever embarrassment she feels by ha- having losses put together. Okay. The fight
0: on the Bellator show, which is uh, in, on the main card, I'm going to talk a little bit about the, how you watch them in a minute, in a minute. but it's going to be uh, Liz Carmouche. Versus Kana Watnabi, and the winner of this fight's going to get a title shot. Okay, so Liz Carmouche, we've known about her for years. Of course, she trains at Tenth Planet in San Diego with Manny Fernandez. She's basically been awful for the last few years. That's all I can really say. And uh, Kana is from Japan. She has a uh, her, uh, judo and wrestling background. Uh, she trains with her boyfriend. Uh, she hasn't moved to the US apparently there are, I was talking to Charlie about this and she does plan to move to the US uh, if there hadn't been a pandemic she probably already would have moved but uh, if she wins this fight I would expect her to move to the US okay so who do you think wins this I think it's Kana I think she's a better I, I, if Kana the only thing that's wrong with Kana is her striking but I have a feeling she won't have a problem with Liz in that respect
1: uh, I don't know. I can see the fight going a couple ways. Obviously, she has a clear grappling advantage. Liz Carmouche often leans, leans on her, whether it's the control position or, or Liz Carmouche will lean heavily on her uh, physicality and her athleticism. She's still one of the better athletes that I've seen in, in any division, even at this age. She's still the, the women's division still haven't filtered out the mediocre or so-so athletes yet. Uh, against this person she's not going to have an athletic advantage she probably won't have a strength advantage what she will have is an experience advantage and Liz Carmouche is an expert at slowing down fights and making them a matter of one Oof. or two big moments determining it. so if those clinches can't be got she can stay away and leaves her her jab and her feints and kind of stay away from tie-ups or if she gets taken down get right back up fight she's the better striker she's a more experienced person i probably say she's not the better the bigger hitter but at this point she's a better hitter because she's got more seasoning experience so she'll land those shots so there's a way she could ugly her way into a win um i don't see it i don't see it I, I, i don't see it either but it's possible because we i i saw i just saw her get hit with a lot of shots in her last fight when she won she won by submission but she got hit a lot and she got hit by a person who does not have Karmouche's experience, poise, or phys- physicality or strength. So there's opportunities to get her and get her out of the paint. It most likely won't happen, but she opens herself up to it because she's got to get that cleanse. So she rushes in. And if you're a you can counter her every single time. She'll run right into the best shots you have.
0: Well, you know, if we were talking about the Liz carmouche of 10 years ago, I would agree with you.
1: But I don't think this Liz carmouche can do that anymore. Yeah, I don't think she can overwhelm her, but I think if she played it right she could land one or two shots to turn turn the tide on her Schwan she hasn't done that in five years I I know I know what it said historically but the thing is she hasn't done it but she's been in position where she could have landed that shot she just has to pull the trigger if there's ever a time to pull it now's the time but then but Schwan that has nothing to do with her physical skills that has to do with what's inside her head true enough but Again, this isn't going to be a Valentina Shevchenko. This isn't somebody who could thread her a little more comfortable no, the trigger. You
0: know, no, 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 no. She's dynamic and explosive enough on the ground that she mm-hmm. can end a fight in thirty seconds.
1: We're ending it in thirty seconds, I think Liz has got a little bit too much veteran craft for. See, I don't know that she wins it, but I, I think she again,
0: if we were talking about Liz Carmouche from ten years ago, I would agree with you. I don't think that's the
1: case anymore. She ain't the fighter she used to be. The hardest part, the hardest fighter to fight isn't the person who's trying to get you out of there. It's the guy, the person who's looking to avoid extending exchanges because you have to work extra hard. And in working extra hard, you open yourself up for all sorts of stuff. Well, I think it's a case
0: of where Kana's going to come out and try to win the fight, and Liz is going to come out and try to not lose. And it's a big, That's a big difference. Yeah. No,
1: I, I understand right. that.
0: Now, one of the things I wanted to mention is that these shows are on at the same time. Okay, I think they have the same starting time. However, the uh, Bellator uh, Liz versus Kana is on earlier in the show, and the Kayla Harrison isn't on
1: until the main event. So you should be able to watch both fights. Yeah. Okay? Well, one of them has real repercussions or has real value to it. The Kayla Harrison fight, isn't it? Yeah, I know that, but I want to watch. I we have to watch it anyway, Sean. Right? I don't know if I feel like punishing myself this this time. <laughs> I've seen worse. Anyways, we speaking of that, we have one women's
0: fight on Saturday's UFC show. It's Julia Avila versus Julia Stolyarenko at uh, bantamweight, and Julia is from Oklahoma City. She seems to be a pretty good fighter, but in her last fight, she looked really bad losing to Sejara Eubanks. So, so
1: we want to see how she bounces back from that. Uh, Has she, she left camps? Because I know you were telling me she was having some issues. No, I haven't heard anything about that. I haven't seen because, any
0: interviews with her either.
1: As I, I said before, seen- if, if they felt like they were against her or felt like she was a certain kind of fighter to train with, they're not giving her her... Their best, which means she's yeah. not putting out. I guess when she performs. Well, I don't topic. know,
0: Shawn. if if I had heard anything about that, uh, I would say something about it. But uh, I haven't seen any interviews with her yet, and uh, I, I assume something will come up in the next couple of days if that's the case. But I haven't heard anything.
1: Yeah, um, and I, you know, and
0: you know, you know, I always keep my eye
1: open for stuff like that. It, it, Avila is the physical tools to make any fight, to make most fights with anybody outside of the top five fairly easy. What she hasn't always shown is the IQ. That fight against Eubanks, she had her way in round one and then for some reason decided to get into these extended grappling exchanges with Sajar Eubanks instead of just getting back up, making Sajar work and beating her down like everybody else who's beaten her has done. There was a clear blueprint and for some reason, Avila decided, I'm going to grapple with her. And that's really... The only real strength is weight, so she gave that fight away against this opponent. I, I can't imagine she does the same thing. I, I don't think. I don't think the opponent has the physicality. This opponent got bullied by. That's a bad sign because Kuniskaya is no, nobody's physical type fighter. Obviously, mean, this should be a showcase for Avia to get her back on track and ho- hopefully move her on the fast track. But the UFC signed her for a reason, and it wasn't to lose to Sajar Uva. Well, Ulia
0: got back into the UFC. Because she was in Tough 28, which was for Featherweights, and she didn't look so good. And then she went back to Invicta, and she won a fight over somebody who should have beat her, which is Lisa Versosa. And then they signed her. They signed her, and But she's not a great fighter.
1: No, she's not. She's physically limited. I mean, she's got experience, but most of the people she's beaten have been physically inferior to her or just haven't been very good fighters. She's beaten up people with so-so records, if not losing records. And the first time she faced legitimate opposition, she was worse than she ever has. And I think she'll have her whatever, one, two, fight, three fights in the UFC and be swiftly up with pink slips and send our back to the lower lower level division. All right. So the big thing here is what's Julia
0: going to look like after a loss? That's the big thing.
1: It wasn't a devastating loss. It wasn't like she took punishment. She just got – she just fought stupid. She yeah, didn't get beat
0: well, Some fighters don't learn, but I'm interested to know if she changed camps too. I don't, I haven't heard anything.
1: I would like to see improvement from her, but if she fights the same way she's always fought, she'll beat this girl. So, I mean, if if this isn't a good enough opponent to make her pay for any mistakes she's going to make, I don't believe.
0: All right. Anyway, so that obviously is this Saturday at uh, ESPN plus on uh, the U S in Canada. It should be on the UFC fight pass prelims. Okay. Now, uh, as I said I, I uh, if you want to suggest to folks check out my other podcast cuz Charlie and I uh, uh, discussed uh, deep jewels. The one thing I'll mention about it is they're back to doing two fight two two round fights again, which I am not thrilled about. But uh, I, they have to stop doing that.
1: I think they are so- just scrambling, scrambling to get attention, scrambling to do something that'll catch some attention and help them build some momentum. There's so many there's so many organizations popping up they're starting they used to be kind of a third or fourth position they, so they're trying to generate interest some, some way somehow all right anything you want to talk about or is that about it that's about it for me sir okay again don't
0: forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast frank posen's big bad podcast uh, again uh, charlie jewett uh, from Japan is my guest this week. We talk Deep Jewels. If you have any questions or comments for either my blog or any either my podcast, you can leave them on an Anchor's voicemail. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.